there's a higher chance, higher probability, not propensity, but a higher probability that you could have run out of money sooner. You know, as everything's inflated, interest rates are higher, gas is higher, utilities are higher, food is higher, you know, everything else. And now you're, you're liquidating your assets at a loss. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Siddell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Do you remember the gas lines of the 70s? (laughs) If you do, you don't remember them fondly. Although we're not seeing the gas lines now, we are seeing super high gas prices. This isn't the only similarity between now and the 70s. We're also facing high inflation and volatile markets. This combination of economic stagnation and inflation is known as stagflation. I know. Word salad. We're like totally going through (laughs) a term that we constantly are hearing. Uh, Several months we've been talking about this same topic. It's important to remember that the energy crisis doesn't have to become a wealth crisis. We are here to help and we can create a plan that helps you no matter where you are or what your future holds. This is Leanne Sedell, and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Good morning, Leanne. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, you, you good. Boy, that was kind of a word salad there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Some, you know, you got a little inflation, a little bit of gas, a little interest rate hike, a little geopolitical <laughs> concerns going on. Well, and, and you know, it's it's tough to talk about subjects like this without, like, bringing Ukraine to the forefront because, yeah. and that's definitely not something I believe anybody who watches the news or sees TV right now is is heartbroken for what's going on. Um, and, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be an end that we we, we really are having. The world hard. is missing some leadership. That yeah. is for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. exactly. You know, and, and uh, that, that leadership can provide direction and, and comfort. Um, and, and it does. I mean, it, it impacts everything. You know, those geopolitical concerns um, have a direct impact on all of us here because of, well, I mean, at the pumps, we feel it at the pumps, you know, at my dad, you know, in, in the same house that I grew up in a tiny little house down in Florida. Um, he just got his second power bill. You know, his first power bill was $400. He's never had a power bill higher than a hundred and he just got another one. Um, and it was, you know, pushing $500. I mean, it's crazy. And we, we talk about, you know, as you, as you get older, you, you get colder, 
even though it's warm. And those power bills uh, are... It's uh, 80 degrees outside. He's got it cranked on 86. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> That's why the power bill is... High. Yes, for sure. Yes. For sure. But no, it doesn't It doesn't stop <laughs> the fact that what we're talking about right now is no, everybody's, no. everybody's wallet is pinched and it is as much as I, uh, you know, everybody that's wanting to do something to help, I think it's affecting the, the global yeah, I mean, community. there's no doubt we've got that humanitarian crisis going on. Yeah. Um, it's over pushing three and a half million, I think, um, refugees that have left Ukraine and um, Poland and all these countries. And you've got all these private organizations and charities here uh, in, the, in the U.S. that are reaching out and, and helping take care of that. And, you know, that's an expensive endeavor because you know, going back to fuel prices, we hit the, the country hit a high of five dollars per gallon on average. Yep. All right. The day after, you know, um, President Biden banned Russian imports. Yep. So, you know, that's a big deal. I, I saw a, a buddy of mine uh, from high school lives out in California, sent me a picture and it was close to seven dollars and fifty cents. I think it was seven forty eight, seven forty six per gallon. Couldn't even imagine. Um, no. No, it hurts at three dollars. I mean, it's painful at four or five is unbearable. Yeah. Seven dollars can't even imagine. Don't want to imagine. That's kind of a big deal because you know, once Russia in, invaded Ukraine, oil spiked. It hit a little bit over uh, you know one hundred and thirty a barrel, uh, and just like anything else, you know, gold, silver, everything was going kind of crazy. Panic. Everything was panic, and then it, it came back down, and and it came down not as quickly as it rose, but but pretty quick. Um, you know, it hit 110, then you finally broke hundred and was in the mid nineties. And now today, and it was kind of hovering around there for a little while. Gas actually around here broke below $4 a gallon. And, and now it's, uh, I think I just looked, uh, it, it was about 117 a, a barrel. Yeah. It's very difficult for, uh, I mean, I'm just going to say anybody who's just watching the news and watching the ups and downs of the markets, that's probably the thing that I think is most confusing right now. Gas it's prices to, go up super it, quick. They it, don't, just don't come down nearly as fast. Well, and looking at the way in which the, that affects the overall market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. It has a huge impact. You know, when, when oil goes up, which is really odd, you know, we've been busy, so I haven't seen it here in the last, you know, uh, 30, 40 minutes. But as oil was going up, the market was going up, you know. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I think some of the fundamentals are are, are that. Uh, what fundamentals? <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and we saw last week. You know, the the market really kind of took off and and rebounded. They they were saying it was the best week since, um, you yeah, know, five percent, two thousand eight, right? Um, but you know, that had a lot to do with, you know, options expiring and and you know. Yep. And a lot of margin calls, you know, things. And so people had to, you know, buy back into the market. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, the market didn't rebound, but, you know, you have to look at the fundamentals that, you know, what's actually causing these things back and forth. Um, Especially when it's the announcement of rate hikes and you're watching the market go from 200 points down to 500 points up within the same hour, it, it becomes one of those things where you're like, what the what is going on? Yeah. You know, how, how, do, it, yeah. how does that even make any sense? You know, and it, and it really doesn't. But it, it does when it, not on the surface, right? On the surface, it doesn't. But, you know, when you really start digging in and I think there were a couple Fed presidents the regional uh, Fed presidents, uh, I think St. Louis was one of them, can't remember who the other one was, where they said, you know, they need to immediately raise it, you know, 50 basis points, or excuse me, half a percent. Powell already said that they're going to raise it six more times. And that's a big deal because there's only six more meetings with the Fed. 
And, you know, they're looking at inflation of being hovering right around 2%. And <laughs> so we're close to that. Well, you know, it's pushing eight I know. right now. Again, what are they looking at that we're not seeing? You know, you know, the math is the math is the math, but you can change the variables to, to get different outcomes. So, you know, what exactly is it that they're looking at? And the second part of, you know, raising the, the, the rates to, to 50 basis points, or I'm sorry, half a percent, same thing, was stop printing money. Okay, going back to the definition of inflation, right? You know, too many dollars chasing too few goods. One of the things that I found interesting on a daily basis, we're going back and looking at numbers, supply chain issues, and, you know, that waiting period has really been reduced. Now, that's right now, but those geopolitical concerns continue to go on. Obviously, Ukraine, but the other one, everyone's kind of not looking at China and Taiwan and what's going on over there and the impact that that could have on on our trading because that's our depending on the year they're anywhere from our six to our um, I think I saw as high as tenth largest trading partner yeah. from one year to the next depending on what's going on but you know that's our one of our major silicone chip suppliers was, for cars and electronics and and everything else and like we aren't already having a problem with chips for cars. I mean, production came to a screeching halt this year because they were unable to get chips. So <laughs> I, I, people have been waiting for new vehicles for I don't even know how long. Well, but it, well and we, we had a family uh, come in and, and she just had ordered a vehicle. It was months and months ago, but she finally got it. Um, and when she said, yeah, I, you know, I got a new car. I was like, well, no. She said, I bought a new car. I was like, well, when are you going to get it? She said, no. We, we actually bought it last fall, but we just got it. She was so excited, you know, but it's taking that long now. You know, going back to, we kind of strayed there, but, you know, when we're talking about energy, I mean, look, we've kind of been down this road before with the 70s. That's kind of how we led this off. I remember, you know, growing up, it was right after my dad got out of the Navy. We had a Ford Pinto. We're waiting in line. So it was every other day. It was based on the last number of your license plates, you know, whether it was an odd or an even day, if you had an odd or an even number, depending on the letter of the alphabet. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm. And so you would wait. I mean, I remember waiting in line for hours to get gas. Now, we're not at that point. The energy crisis, you know, in 73, because of the, you know, oil embargo against the U.S. OPEC, I mean, it increased the cost per barrel over 260%. I mean, that's that's a big deal. We're not there, but, it, you know, it's it's pretty significant. It is really significant. Yes. And, and, you know, when we're talking about inflation, you know, it's pushing 8%. Um, so, I mean, it's at a 40-year high, you know, pretty close to 1982. And I think it was in the early 80s, maybe 1980, 1979, we peaked inflation and it was right at 14 and a half, maybe a little bit over. Yeah, that's that's the days that I also remember my mom and dad buying a house and I they still talk about it to this day. I, I want to tell you that the interest rate that they had at that was pushing 20%. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my dad still talks about the CD that he got for, you know, 18 point something percent. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, good and the bad yeah, side. Yeah, that's, the, that's yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that's important because... You know, when, when the rates go up, typically the market goes down. Going back to your, your comment with, with the um, Powell's uh, Federal Reserve and, and comment watching, yeah. on, the, on the 16th, and as inflation and rates went up, I mean, we saw this in the 70s, you know, adjusted for inflation, when you're looking at interest rates and everything else, the market was negative from 1970 through 1979. So how does this affect, if we're going to nail this down to families that are getting ready to retire, what, what should they be looking at? 
So there, it, everyone's different. Okay, so it really comes down to cash flow. You know how you're invested. You know, golly, safety, income, and growth. Keep going back to that. But you know, right now, people who listen to our podcast like, all the they're time—they're going to roll their eyes right now. Oh I my would be, god! I would be stop. rolling. Oh, Megan, stop. I, I roll my eyes at just some of my things Man. that I say every <laughs> single time. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, is that why you're rolling your eyes? Yes. Yeah, and it, but you know, it's it's having that plan in place because making sure that no matter what the market's doing, up or down. You're not having to liquidate your your holdings at a loss to be able to recover and just live and, and maintain your lifestyle. You know, that's that's a really, really big deal because there's a higher chance, higher probability, not propensity, but a higher probability that, that you could have run out of money sooner. You know, as everything's inflated, interest rates are higher, gas is higher. Utilities are higher, food is higher, you know, everything else. And now you're, you're liquidating, you know, your, your assets at a loss. So think of it this way. If you lost 50%, you know, of your investable assets, you, you had a million dollars, you lost half. What, what do you have? 500,000. 500,000. Okay. Don't don't be testing me. No. I'm mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, no, you're, yeah, you're smarter than all of us. Yeah. The very next year, you have, you know, a 50% rate of return on the market. Well, how much money do you have? You only have 750000 Yeah. Okay? So in order to break even, you have to have 100% rate of return. So it's not so much- I always crack up when you would say, yeah, and do you remember when that happened? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> never happened in that one never. year, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's important to kind of think about it in those terms, because if you're having to liquidate at a loss, that means the chance of being able to fully recover is that much less because you're pulling out more and more and liquidating more and more at a loss. And again, safety, income, and growth, making sure that you have money set aside in such a way that no matter what's going on in the market, you know, you've got a, enough to be able to maintain your lifestyle for, you know, that, you know, three, five, eight, 10 years, depending on your situation and, and what the goals are. So let's end with something similar. Let's talk about it. When the market drops and people start panicking, what do you recommend? So the, because <laughs> all the 401ks that we manage, I know. you know, from participants, oh my gosh, I just want to, I want to cash, give me all my money. I want to cash out. Well, no. Well, let me go ahead and you know, just, I, I just want to take my IRA and, and, you know, put it under the mattress. You don't want to do that. All right. Uh, number one, you've got taxes if it's all pre-tax. If you're under 59 and a half, you have the, the 10%. Early 10% mm -hmm. excise tax, early withdrawal penalty is really what that is. That gets added on top of it. And depending on how much you pull out, it could throw you into another tax bracket. So there's a whole lot of tax implications when, when you do that. Not to mention the fact that you're, you know, you're borrowing and, and spending money for your retirement early. You know, mm -hmm. and again, if you have a plan and that makes sense, but I'm, I'm speaking in generalities. Here's the big thing. You, there's, there's two emotions that drive the market. Fear. What's the other one? Remember? <laughs> greed. Yeah. Fear and greed. Absolutely. And, and, and we've been seeing a lot of greed and now we're seeing a lot of fear and, and it's panic. You know, gold hit almost a, an all-time high, and, you know, people are saying, oh, my gosh, I want to take X amount of dollars and just all buy gold. Well, you know, d do we own gold personally? Yeah, but it's a hedge, right? It's just like crypto. Mm -hmm. You know, how much should you have in it? It's a hedge. You know, for, for us, we have about 1.5%. But again, when and, they're— And that's for us. 
when they watch that market close and then they go to bed and they see all these commercials, which uh, don't quite understand the commercials that that drive off our fear <laughs> at like four o'clock in the morning are all about Wait. buy gold, buy gold. Yeah, buy buy it buy now. Silver. You know, and and it does it it, it fluctuates. So. Don't let emotions drive your decision-making process. And, and so, you, you know, so how do you avoid that? Have a plan. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing. Don't get freaked out by the news. You know, I mean, we have news feeds going all the time in here. And it's going right now as we're recording. And there's no volume. Well, that volume is off most of the time anyways, because if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the most depressing. The sky is always falling. And as soon as somebody opens their mouth and says something, the fact that it directly ties in with the ups or downs tells you that there are a yeah. lot of people out there that are making emotional decisions, a lot. It, it is, it is. And you know, and those, they're, they're one-liners. Um, and a lot of times the the lead-ins, just like on, on printed copy um, or blogs or things like that, you, you actually have to read the whole story be, because it's, it's not true to form, if you will. So how do you avoid panicking, freaking out the emotions, you know, making the wrong decisions, you got to have a plan, right? And, and it's different for everybody. But once you figure out that the numbers are what the numbers are, that's not nearly as important as what's important to you. Okay. And, you know, making sure that you're making decisions based on a long-term outlook instead of, oh my gosh, did you see what happened today? I've got to do this. Why? Because everyone else is doing it. You know, yeah, that's, that's you're talking, talking to your neighbors and stuff is not going to solve the problems that, that you have as an individual. So what we're going to talk about again, and I sound like a broken record, but get in and get those questions answered. We are offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation, 15 minute consultation. Call us at 614-526-4118. Get on Ed's calendar. We also have the ability for you to schedule online at egsifinancial.com. Or like I said, you can give us an email, send us an email at info at egsifinancial.com. But again, getting those questions answered and, That's the key. Um, and, and not making those emotional charge decisions. But thanks, Ed. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance, because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102061. Nine.